0: It's Brian, your lunatic friend, telling my story of Jesus and music, mostly because you requested it, and I don't have a budget to make a movie. From here out, the story is about my solo career. and committing my life to Jesus, I thought I would have a bigger impact in the band. I didn't feel important enough to think that Jesus would just want to walk with me. I was trying to save the world all by myself. Turns out he doesn't need my help. But I was always told, it's not about you. Somehow the meaning of that got misconstrued. I took it to mean that I didn't belong. And I certainly felt that way, even in church. I was disillusioned in 1980. I thought I knew what God was gonna do. Interesting how we fill in the blanks in places where God hasn't said, after eleven years in the band, I felt like I was just going along with everything. It's fascinating to me now that the more you know, the more you realize that there's more to know. And now that I had a three-year-old son, I was starting to imagine how God might see me the way I look at my child, who knows almost nothing, and how I loved him, even in the simplicity of his ignorance. He was entertaining, even in his temper tantrums, and I begin to see Christmas and special occasions in a different light. Because Because I could see them through his eyes Suddenly all the things I'd known were new again And so was my life It was almost unrecognizable I was just doing day labor for a concrete contractor I spent most of my time at the end of a shovel Or the dumb end of a tape measure But there was an unexplainable piece My wife was a waitress And the only way we were buying a house Was thanks to a loan option That let us pay only the principal interest On the loan for the first five years We had purchased a house on Central Avenue Three bedrooms, one bath For $45,000 and no money down. Our payment was $245 a month. And I would spend my time on weekends and evenings fixing up our house, and I loved working in the garage and building things. First, I tore down a dilapidated carport and used the wood to make a white picket fence out front of the house. Central Avenue was a four-lane busy street. One time, I almost lost my son when he got away from me, so hence the fence. In the six months out of the band, I had refinished the wood floors in the house and the California-style laugh and plaster walls. It was hard work, but... But manual labor brought a different kind of satisfaction. For one thing, the results of your effort could be seen immediately. Writing songs about faith would often take weeks, followed by recording, manufacturing, distributing, and marketing. And let's not forget touring your brains out. Even years later, it was hard to tell if you had an impact. Because I was home now every night, my wife and I were more like lovebirds. Maybe that's why we started having them as pets. Mr. Bill was our peach-faced lovebird. He had reign of the whole house most of the time, and a personality all his own. When I would play the piano in the back bedroom, He would hop down the hall and peek around the corner of the door and start chirping a harmony. Yeah, I still play the piano every day. One group I was listening to was Ambrosia. I bought their 180 album, wore that cassette out in my truck. My favorite song was, You're the biggest part of me. They also had a song that goes, That's how much I feel, feel for you, baby. The group Wham! was big at the time, too. George Michaels was singing Careless Whisper. I never bought their stuff, but you couldn't miss them. It was the first time I had seen a t-shirt that had huge letters on it that said, Said, choose life. There was a lot of variety on the radio back in the 80s. Stray Cats was singing Rockabilly. We're gonna rock this town! And their stage presence was energetic and outrageous. I'd only seen them on MTV. They were all sporting pompadours. That hairstyle looks like you've got a carport over your nose. And I like the look and the energy. I even tried a pompadour for a while, but even in the mid-80s, things were changing fast. We had a waterbed and an answering machine next to the land phone in the hallway, where we spent ridiculous amounts of time creating cute messages for our energy. Answering machine. Hello, hello, hello. You've reached the Duncan residence, and we're not here right now. But you can leave a message at the beat. We also had a wall phone in the kitchen where I was standing when I got the phone call from a church up the street. They knew who I was, and they asked me if I would come sing for their youth group. I was kind of surprised. I'm 32 years old. I told them I couldn't imagine that young people would want to hear my songs. We can pay you $750. The guy says, and suddenly I found my youth. I'd played my old band songs for so long, I could do them in my sleep, and I still had a lot of equipment in my garage. that included a clavinet, and 88-key fender roads, and a CP70 Yamaha electric grand, weighed about 800 pounds. You had to take it apart in two pieces and carry it in flight cases. I also had two Yamaha speaker cabinets, each with 15-inch speakers and a 12-inch horn, both with 200-watt power amps in the bottom. I had a six-channel mixer, an SM58 microphone, and a boom stand to hold it on. All of it packed away in a corner of the garage, gathering dust. And I would take the CP70 in my little PA system, up the street in my little Toyota pickup truck to a church and set it up in the auditorium and play for 300 kids. I played Valerie and Isabel, and it seemed like close to the front, I did a song off of the Hearts of Fire project called You Can Make It, and I was starting to feel like I might be singing to myself. And the biggest surprise is these junior high and high school kids liked it, and one gig for $750, we could pay the rent and buy food. After that, I set up my equipment in half of the garage, turned it into a little rehearsal studio, that I would call the Cosmic Donut. I would rehearse songs that I could play by myself with a little DMX drum machine and with a PA system like mine, I could at least blow the doors off of a small church. And now I was thinking, man, if I could just play a few of these gigs a year, we would be living large. But I knew I wasn't my own booking agent. I don't know how to wheel and deal. Like I said before, I don't really enjoy business. So that same month, I approached Ray Ware who had booked the last ten concerts for the Sweet Comfort Band. He also managed Randy Stonehill. So I went to him and asked of maybe he could find a few local gigs for me to play now and then. And he says to me, are you kidding? I could get you a record contract in the next month. Until then, I hadn't even thought of it. Yeah, I'm kind of slow. The next week, he went to Light Records and said, I have an artist that has sold 70,000 records under another name. Would you be interested? And I don't think it was another two weeks before I had signed a record deal with Light Records and a management contract with Ray Ware. The contract was for three albums and it came with a $5,000 signing bonus. I was dumbfounded at first But that euphoria lasted about a week. Standing behind a keyboard in my garage, I realized I wasn't sure how to do a record by myself. I was gonna have to write some new songs and get a better attitude about the future. They say when God closes one door, he opens another. And then they usually add, but it's hell in the hallway. But then time goes a lot slower when you don't know where you're going. But a new door just opened and I hadn't even tried to jimmy a window when you live in a little house out in the desert not remotely close to anything that's happening in the music business there's nothing big time about it but now I recall that Jesus came from a little town out in the desert and I still laugh at my favorite verse where Nathaniel says Nazareth can anything good come out of Nazareth Psalm 127 says unless the Lord build the house those who build it labor in vain and James 4:10 says humble yourselves before the Lord and he will lift you up and I remember exactly where I was on the corner of Central and Streeter I was driving and roiling in my trepid In a rare occasion where I heard clearly the Lord speaking to me, I will make you prosper in a time of famine. So let me just say, don't think that God can't use you where you are. This has been Jesus and Music in the 1980s now on nutshellsermons.com. Thanks for supporting it.